It's back door cover. It's January 25th, 2021. Brad, hit the high porn. Let's go. What's good, everybody? Welcome back to back door cover. Conference championships are over. There's only one football game left this season. Two if you count the Pro Bowl, which will be played virtually on Madden. That's a real headline on ESPN this morning. I'm Micah, and I'm joined by Bradley Key. Brad, how are you? Hey, Micah. What's happening, brother? Happy Monday to you, sir. Happy Monday to you. We are back. Loyal listeners of Backdoor Cover, we have been uh, slacking the last few weeks, not getting our, our recap until you to you until Tuesday or Wednesday. But we are here on Monday morning. Not this week. For you, the people. Yeah, we're back, baby. Not this week. It, we're in championship form here on championship weekend. Uh, we're going to talk about both the games. We're going to talk about Conor McGregor. We'll talk about Michael Chandler. And uh, we'll get out of here. This should be a pretty quick one. We will be back uh, at some point in the next two weeks. Well, we'll be back later. We'll I'm be sure. back a lot. But at some point in the two, next two weeks, we will be back with, I believe, our fifth annual Super Bowl prop bet extravaganza. I might have to break out uh, Photoshop and create a, a beautiful graphic for this. Oh, buddy. Something oh, something buddy. very gaudy, something extravagant. It's a big deal. It's the fifth annual, probably. Maybe sixth, maybe fourth. It might be sixth. We'll have to go back and, <laughs> and check the records. I think it's fifth. It's but many in a row. fifth annual Super Bowl extravaganza. Yeah. And yeah, this not year. Not too many podcasts can do that. This year, we've got Can't Miss Mitch to contribute, the, the most valuable That's contributor right. of, of gambling knowledge. Uh, so it should be a, a damn good time. We'll have to get Peter, the Irish guy, on to give some stupid Irish takes and all sorts of good stuff. So it'll be a great Yeah, moment. all his ignorant shit. Yeah, we'll have to do that. Get everybody back in a room for the I, game. I'm going to put that man uh, in a hazmat suit if he's coming over here. Who knows where he's been? He's a dangerous oh, individual. Well, I'm not going to touch that, <laughs> thankfully. The last... This was the... I, I watched the last Conor McGregor fight with, with Peter, and it was an all-time experience. I bet, man. I I could imagine his accent really just it doesn't even matter what he says, just takes it to the next level when you're watching McGregor fight. I mean, and he was lit in a way. <laughs> I mean <laughs> we'll just leave it at that. Yeah. Peter was lit. He gets on one when he wants to go. Oh yeah, yeah. He is a, he's a monster. He's an absolute monster. At the, at the beginning of the night he was just like I I fucking hate Conor McGregor. <laughs> He's such a fucking cunt. And then, cunt. then like as right before the fight, they're showing like the hype video, and he's just like, "I don't care if he's a cunt. He's my countryman," <laughs> and uh, just screaming. It was great. But this, we did not get that this weekend. We will talk about that in a second. Before we do, a couple of other things to talk about. You should check out Ooh. Mind of Mike. Ooh. And uh, Mind of Micah this week is a multi-part, uh, ex- uh, multi-part, not extravaganza, it's an investigation again this week about the rise and fall of Soul Cycle. Okay. Uh, it's really, really interesting uh, about how the Soul Cycle got started and how it was real exclusive and then they they tried to, to franchise, or they, you know, they grew and it's just really hard to... It's more of an interesting look at uh, product growth, like how you market something. And basically the thesis is you can't make something exclusive. You can't scale up something exclusivity. 
Okay. Did the Bad Boys so anyway, of Pelly kill Soul Cycle? Uh, yeah, the Bad Boys of Pelly had quite a bit to do with that. <laughs> you should also follow us on Peloton at our hashtag Bad Boys of Pelly at Micah Weiner if you want to follow along. I'm Team Follow Back. Uh, if you're a Bad Boy of Pelly, Micah's inclusive. Anyway, he learned his lesson. Check out Mind of Micah. It's it's good. And then of course Micah's Read of the Week, the newsletter. It will be dropping around lunchtime today, Monday. Uh, I haven't finished it yet, so I'm stressed. But there is a piece in particular that I can't wait to to break down about some dude that talked about how you he moved from California to Austin, how he regretted it. Okay. And uh, I I think you'll really enjoy this. I don't know if you've seen it yet, but I I will uh, be previewing that. Are talking about ex- extensively in mind are Micah's read of the week. There you go. Okay. And shit, while we're at it, check out uh, Too Much Dip, the other sports podcast I'm on. And follow Brad and I on social medias at Micah Weiner, M-I-C-A-H-W-I-E-N-E-R. And, of course, Brad at Bradley B. Key. Thanks, Micah. You like your used car sales. And, value, and follow Mitch <laughs> and the algo at Value Index Algo. The poor algo took a bath this weekend. Oh, uh, yeah. We should start there. Not uh, a good kind algo of bath. Goes, yeah. Algo goes 0-2 this week. Uh, so 0-3 oh, if you took Small the money line size. Yeah. Oh yeah, can't count that though. We'll just say it's, oh and two. It's counted in my tracker because my tracker is is pristine. It cannot be influenced by anything other than our bets. It is what it is. We're at one twelve ninety and six, so we're still up. One bad week does not make, uh, does not kill the algo. The algo bounces back. We've seen it time and time again. So it ain't no thing. That's right, algos. If you've been betting with the algo, you're still making money. And, uh, you know, I, I've heard a lot of the, the pro bettors, like, just don't bet the, the conference championship and Super Bowl. Really? Like, they've made their money all season long. It's a small sample size. You get you get greedy. You get, you know, you get desperate. You try and wager more than you would on a game that you don't necessarily have a great feel for. Yeah. Just because it's the last game of the year. Um, you know, we talk a lot about gambling discipline and how 95% of people don't have it. I also saw that uh, the Barstool Sportsbook is open now. Okay. Um, you know, they've been opening all over the country, or in all the states that you can right. you know, legally bet. And, oh, my computer just turned off. That's not good. So I hope the memory card works, and I, it should be. Um, anyway, that the average take is like, is is uh, an astronomical number. Mm. That the average person that's betting at the Barstool Sportsbook is losing like three times as much as the average person who plays in Vegas. <laughs> Why? So because they got the most bozos. I, I have theories. Yeah, I think I I think that you know I'm sure there are people that listen to us that also listen to Barstool and are are loyal to Barstool. Uh, I I generally th- feel like the average Barstool follower is a pretty dumb moron. Kind of like me and you. Was that too harsh? I mean, we're we're pretty dumb morons too. Yeah, but I think that. You know, they they push a lot of like parlays and stuff, and then they lose a lot of parlays. It's a risky um, bet. It's called gambling. Yeah, it, anyone who tells you to bet parlays on a consistent basis, just a fool. That's just not a. It's not a good strategy. Oh, well, unless but, you, unless you want to live on the edge, and then you know, get your Jones, get your fix. So uh, for wh- I don't know how I got off on that uh, tangent, <laughs> but shouts to Barstool, they're just pouring money into those casinos. So. Uh, and well, it's their books. casino, it's, right? Like they've got their own platform. It's well, it's branded. The, oh, well, you they think they just white label the service? 
it's it, well, it's called the Barstool app. Okay. And I figured they had set this see, thing up. See, Brad and I are probably the wrong two people because we're in Texas and legalized gambling will never happen here. Not at least soon, not at for least. several years. Yeah, it's not going to happen this legislative session, which means it, the soonest it could be would be two years from now, which isn't going to happen either. Anyway, so we're in a sport that you can't legally gamble in. A state, yeah. Um, and so people probably have a better feel, but... But Barstool was bought by Penn National, which is a gambling company. Ah, okay. So, like, they're I know the Penn brand. National. Of, Penn National's doing well, thanks to, thanks to the bars. Uh, yeah, the their Barstool stock Bozos. is up. I bought. You know, I, I don't know if you it. heard, but I don't know if you heard, but Saturdays are for the boys. I so. I have heard that before. It's also, you know, it's a great day to just exclude all the women from your life. Oh come on, Micah! It's a really stupid slogan. Come on, that's Micah. all I'm saying. We might get some. We might get some blowback. We're just having fun here, Michael. Why you got to hate on all the all the good times? I, you know what? I, I'm sorry. Okay, I'm thank sorry. you. Thank you for your I'm apology. I'm done hating on the. I'm done hating on the good times as you, as you so eloquently put. Thank it. you. Um. All right. Well, let's let's talk about these games. I guess. Okay. We'll we'll talk Connor last. Uh, we'll start with the first one, the Chiefs. Well, not the, the most recently the completed one. Uh, no, we'll start with the first one. Tampa beats Green Bay at Lambeau, thirty-one twenty-six. This, uh, I was surprised by this one. I thought Green Tom Bay. Brady, had them. The, your headline is Tom Brady to his tenth Super Bowl, which is ridiculous. That is insane. And uh, ten Super Bowls in twenty, either twenty or twenty-one years in the league, which is ridiculous. It is. I mean, insane. the crazy. I thought it was even crazier than it was his fourteenth conference championship game in twenty. Or twenty-one years. How is that? Like he's possible? doing it two out of every three years. It's crazy. Isn't that wild? Uh, and like one yeah, of so them, he was hurt. Like there were years when he me, wasn't playing. Yeah, that's right. One of them was a lost season completely. They ain't playing. So right, uh, Brad. Tell me about your your takeaways here. Uh, what did you think about this game? Uh, and and you said you're you were surprised. You like Green Bay here? Yeah, I was surprised, but I'm not that surprised. Tampa's Tampa's defense has been pretty good all year, and it's shown like. That it can be elite, it can be one of the best in the league. Um, there are weeks that it's looked really, really good. Todd Bowles is a coach there. Uh, didn't have a lot of success as a head coach. W- wasn't he in New York for the Jets for a minute there? Either way, yes, he has proven himself yes. to be an extremely good defensive coordinator, and he has mm-hmm. that Bucks team just banging. Uh, and you know they played great. Put it, I mean, Green Bay put up 26, but that's kind of – I still consider that a win for the defense despite there being a ton of points. Obviously, they won the game, so that's the – I mean, that's the end result here. But uh, there was yes, some flags. 100%. There were some flags at the end of the game. There was a, a pass interference there that was – I don't know. I I felt like it was a I bit icky. He grabbed icky. the guy's jersey. Yeah, but I it mean, was I, way over the guy's head. Or his undershirt. Yeah. Yeah, but I – I had no problem with that call. It was just I mean, a late flag. It just shirt. felt a little off. It felt like it the was... The bigger issue here okay, go ahead. is is LaFuck. You you didn't like the kick. You didn't like deciding to kick the field goal as opposed to going for... The... It's it's a fireable offense. I think oh. I would fire my coach oh, if he did that. Really? I don't care that he went 13-3 and this year. I don't care that he'd been to the NFC Championship twice. If somebody else will hire him tomorrow. I fire him right now. Really? It is It is the most inexcusable unbelievable inexplicable decision i've ever seen see i'm not so I don't, sure about that there were two minutes and five seconds left when they kicked the field goal. yeah 
you're down. They were down eight. eight. That's one score. Okay. So it'd be one thing if they were down six. And a field goal would make it just another field goal to tie. Okay. Or they were down five, and okay. then you'd kick it. That's one thing. You're still down one full, not just a possession, a touchdown. You still need a touchdown. But they win so if they do get a stop. If you kick touchdown. the field goal. Right. Well, okay, fine. But you have to go down and you have to score a touchdown. It's easier. We've seen Aaron Rodgers, and, and they can get down the field. What was it, fourth and three me, or something on the eight-yard line? It was fourth and three. At the eight-yard line. Now, first of all, I think Aaron Rodgers deserves a little bit of the blame, too. Okay. Because on that third down play, you remember he's kind of rolling around to his right, mm -hmm. and it looked like he had room to run. Now, I don't know if he could have gotten to the end zone. It looks like he could have. But even if he picks up five yards there, then you get down to, you know, it's it's fourth and very short. Right. I think, if, you know, then then it's fourth and three or fourth and two or fourth and one, and then it's a, a no doubt you're going for it. Well, it was fourth and three to begin with. So, yeah. If he, oh, I don't think that's right. Oh, I thought it was I fourth think it and was, three on the eight-yard line. But, okay, regardless, if he runs, he still cuts up some of those yards and possibly gets the first down. That's right, his point. Right. That's my point. Okay. So some of the blame might fall on him, I think. For um, not running it. Uh, for not for not running and kind of for, forcing a throw. Uh they kicked the field goal on fourth and seven. Okay, oh, wait, no, no, no. I'm looking I'm looking at the wrong thing. Here's <laughs> the field goal. Oh, fourth and fourth and goal at the eight. So it was eight yards. Okay. You were halfway right. Um I got you. Okay. I'm with so you. So he could have run the ball at least gotten to the two or three. Okay. If not scored. But so then you kick it. All right. So see, I think throwing the ball it, was the move there. I think you go for the touchdown. Okay. Well, either way, the, the move is to go for it on fourth down because okay. now all you have to do is get eight yards to get in the end zone. And if you get it and you get the two point conversion, you have a chance to win the game. If you get it or, you know, to tie the game, if you get it and you don't get the two point conversion, then you have the same. Then all you need is a field goal to win the game. Right. You know, if you're going to kick it deep, or you're going to try an onside, which they don't, do. or you don't win, you don't convert, or you get and you're stopped, down eight. and yeah, but then then you've got Tom Brady backed up inside of his own ten yard lines, yeah, and so if you can get a stop, because you're going to have to get a stop one way or another, yeah, you have to get a stop. If you get a stop there, you're going to get better field position, and then you you're going to be able to, you know, instead of you need eight yards now, if you don't get it, you might need fifty yards with a minute left. Instead, what they do is they kick it, and even if you get a three and out, which they obviously didn't get off the field, right. you're not gonna you're gonna get the ball like at, at your own twenty five or thirty. So now you gotta go sixty yards or sixty five yards a or lot whatever. Of yards, yeah. A lot further and you've still got to score a touchdown. See, but it, the it biggest just, flaw in the logic though is that Tom Brady is the quarterback and like the chances of you stopping that guy when he's got one drive that's on the line that's gonna determine the game, you're gonna be fucked more times than not like that guy converts that's right like he wins so it, you're exactly right like it doesn't matter it, which makes it even worse well a decision. i'm just torn man because i don't i don't hate the idea of kicking the field goal what does what that put them down five then you need to stop like that's that's all there is to it you put it on your defense your defense has been good all year if you get the stop you have a chance to win the game yeah, but you've got tom brady over there yes. like you can't count on a stop and you needed a stop and a touchdown. That's right. that's a little different. 
But it's for a win. That's a little different. A touchdown if you, win. If you go for it and you get the two-point conversion, now you need a stop still. But you have but, a tie. you know, you've got a tie. Yeah. If you, you know, okay. even if you... I, I, it's, just, it's, it's not as egregious to me as I think it it's fireable. See, it's just not as egregious to me. I think it's an absolutely fireable offense. Okay, okay. I see... Mm, I'm, I see your outrage, but I don't think it's as easy as you're saying. I don't think it's fireable. But okay, I, I hear your points. Well, thank you. You're welcome. And really, the kickoff happens. If, if you remember the, the kickoff after they kicked the field goal, right. the guy from the Buccaneers like slides down the returner. Yeah. Which was inexplicable, too, because <laughs> he, he, he sat down with 202, so it basically saved Green Bay a, a timeout. timeout. Right, they could have got yeah. Down the two, Green Bay should have kicked the ball through yeah. the through the back of the end zone and and had two oh five still. But Hampa gave him a break. If that guy stays on his feet another two seconds, you kill another timeout. Yeah, uh, and you wouldn't have needed the 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 weird pass interference or holding call, whatever it was. And called. then there was a weird twelve man on the field where yeah, at, yeah, a that was taken intentionally. Calls. The. Green Bay did that intentionally you think so? to give They did Tampa some the really down. smart yeah. like crafty things. Uh the coach did it for Green Bay. Um well, he did the dumbest thing possible. Mm-hmm. Uh, apparently no no coach has made a maneuver. I got to find the tweet. Oh, yeah. Since 2015 <laughs> where they've they've, they've kicked a field goal down that many points inside of the 10-yard line. Mm. Like it's just a and the team lost. So I it's crazy and they deserve to lose. And LaFuck deserves to be fired. Yikes. Let's look at some statistics uh, here. Tom Brady went You know, 20... Tom Brady had... Yeah. He had two picks. Yeah. Well, give three. me the, the, the stats. So he went 20 for 36. Not great. 280 yards, three touchdowns, three picks. So, and two of those were really bad. Yeah. Really bad picks. And Aaron Rodgers, on the flip side, had a great game in terms of statistics. 33 for 48, 346 yards, three touchdowns, one pick. So... The thing that was lacking for the Packers is that that run game that looked so strong the last couple of weeks. Aaron Jones had six carries for 27 yards. A.J. Dillon, who had been really pretty good lately, had three carries, 17 yards. Somebody named Jamal Williams, who I remember Jamal Williams. He's He's been the backup there for a couple of years. He had seven carries, 23 yards. They didn't get anybody near the 50-yard 50, 50 uh No, they only mark. had 67 yards total team. for three guys going. Um Valdez Scantley had a good game, four receptions, 115 yards, and a touchdown. Devontae had a good game. But yeah, you look at these statistics, and if I'm just looking at the two quarterbacks head to head, Brady with three picks going 20 for 36, I'm like, damn, Packers must have rolled these fools. But uh, not so much. That defense really, really came through for the Tampa Bay Bucs, man. It's that yeah, balance, man. Yeah, definitely. You, I mean, that's not what you would have hung your hat on going into this game. If you're the Bucs, you. you think Tom Brady and all of these different weapons that he's got are going to be what carries them through versus an Aaron Rodgers-led team. But, I, I mean, I placed this win on the, on the back of the defense there. I think they're what's carried that through. Leonard Fournette had 55 yards and a touchdown on 12 carries. Ronald Jones, 10 carries, 16 yards, nothing. Uh, Chris Godwin went off, 5 for 110 yards. But, you know, I think uh, I'm positive, actually, uh, Antonio Brown didn't play. So that was kind of... Surprising. Right. What was wrong with him? Did they say? Uh, it was some sort of knee injury, I mm. think. Uh, I would assume he'll be back in two weeks for the Super Bowl. Yeah, I would too. But I, I don't know. Uh, it was a bit surprising that he was ruled out. He was ruled out Thursday or Friday. Um, Bronco anyway. only had a catch. 
see, like these guys yeah, that I thought would have made too. big plays, like Gronk, you would expect him to make mo- a bunch of big plays in a, you know, a, a conference championship game. But it it was the defense, man. They showed up and they played really, really tough. Uh, so hats off to Todd Bowles and that that squad. Yes, Tampa goes to the Super Bowl. I love uh, their coach. Which one? Uh, You're talking the about head the Tampa coach, Bay's the, coach. Yeah, yeah, Bruce Arians. I, I love. He's quirky. Like he's he's quirky. He just talks a lot of shit, <laughs> and like he basically just talked about how like we let Tom Brady play, and his last coach never let him do that, and like it, oh it's he's so taking shots cocky. at Belichick. Yeah, it's so cocky, and I just love it. <laughs> I mean. And now, you know, it, it worked for them because they're now in this, you know, going to the Super Bowl. Let me ask you this. this if they got Tom Brady in, in New England, are, is New England vying for this spot in the Super Bowl? Is it that big of a difference? No. Nah, you don't think so? New England wasn't any good this year. They just weren't. Okay. But Brady was, Brady was. I mean, the difference between Brady and, and uh, Jameis Winston is incredible. And Brady deserves all the credit. Well, uh, but maybe, how maybe different is this New England team than it was the year before when they had that crazy good defense? They just stormed the league. They looked like they were the clear favorite for the oh, Super Oh, they Bowls. had five or six. They had like six or seven guys opt out. And, okay. I mean, they, they so they had some, they had maybe. missing guys. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. But to to think that, that Tom could take a team that went, I think, eight and eight last year to the Super Bowl just I mean, he deserves a lot of credit. A lot of credit. I, I totally agree. Him in the defense. Now, the defense really Him in the defense. And to go on the road in, in Lambeau, even, you know, with limited fans in a little bit of snow, it's it's an impressive way to get to the Super Bowl. They went 7-9 uh, uh, and nine if, the year before, so dramatic mm-hmm. difference oh, here. 7-9, and nine. yeah. Even better. Yeah. Uh, let's go to the other game, okay. the Kansas City Chiefs. Are returning to the Super Bowl for the second consecutive year. Ooh, they fucked them boys up. Yeah, thirty-eight twenty-four. Yeah, this one wasn't uh, really wasn't that close. It didn't feel like to me. I I Uh, mean, it was a murdering. Yeah, Bills get up nine nothing in the first quarter. The first quarter starts just about as well as it possibly could have, (laughs) and then the Chiefs do what the Chiefs do and just go bananas in the second quarter, putting up twenty-one points. Tyreek Hill is just untouchable, man. Like, that guy is next level just freakish. Like, the the his balance and speed, like, when they were showing him in slow motion, I don't even know if you remember that play where he caught it down the sideline and stepped out of bounds but kept going, and it was barely out of bounds, so, like, they let the play continue. Then they reviewed it and called the play back a little bit. It was, like, maybe 10 or 15 yards. But you're, you're watching him in slow motion as he's kind of getting approached in that sideline and steps on it just a teeny bit. And, like, every time he shifts – like a chunk of earth is just being flung into the air off of his cleats because of how much traction and and turn and twerk. The guy is just such a, a next level talent in terms of elusiveness and and speed and lateral movement. The guy he's just wild, man. To watch him is really a a, a fun thing. And then the other guy is just Travis Kelsey, man. Like you had him on your fantasy league all year, mm-hmm. fantasy team all year. He is something special, like. He's just such a surefire thing. Like, he's going to put up nearly 100 yards and at least get in the end zone once almost every single game that he's healthy. So, yeah. I mean, between plus those the, two guys, you know, Jesus. 
Hardman Hardman looks like the fastest guy on the field sometimes too. He had that fifty yard run. He's technically plus... supposed to be the fastest guy, right? Like I think just I mean it's crazy. Just although straight I... ahead speed, I think he is the fastest guy. But I'm not positive about that. But geez, Tyree Kill, he has applicable speed. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like he Ross just Tucker, turns. Uh, Russ Tucker, former NFL player who's a broadcaster now, said that Tyree Kill is the fastest human being he's ever seen in person. Like it just when you watch in him, game. he's got a burst. He's got a level. Yeah, just he's unbelievable. Believe me, he like and then Hartman looks like the fastest it. guy. And then you know Edward Tolaire is a speed back too. Who I mean, had a pretty poor game, man? Six carries for seven yeah. yards and a touchdown. Like I was expecting uh, Edward Tolaire to come in and and be a difference maker. He only had a catch, zero yards. He had seven total yards and a touchdown, which surprised me. Um, mm-hmm. The guy who had all the but carries just is the Darrell level Williams. Speed that they put. Yeah, which is surprising. Yeah. Also, I don't know who Darrell Williams is. I, 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 fa- I feel like I vaguely remember him as being a backup for the guy who sat out for the Chiefs, the the running back from last year, who I am also for spacing on the name. But yeah, they mm-hmm. had some some guys who you really hadn't heard of or hadn't seen in quite some time step up and do some shit. Used like you said, Hartman. I assume they'll get. Had a 50-yard rush. Yeah, I assume they get Le'Veon Bell back for the Super Bowl, which is kind of funny that Le'Veon Bell will be facing Antonio Brown in the Super Bowl. Interesting, uh, Considering, you know, what happened there. Okay. Any other thoughts on this game? uh, Just that 21-point second quarter is when the game was was over. And even though it was 21-12 at the end of the half. uh, 21-12 is pretty daunting to come overcome at half. You know what I mean? Yeah, and Buffalo kicked too many field goals. Yeah. I mean, it's back. You can't kick field goals against the Chiefs. You just can't do it. And they kicked a field goal. I think it was on fourth and one, uh, or like fourth and three. They kicked a couple of very short fourth down field goals. Just trying uh, the to one get right points before the, the half. Yeah. Was fourth and goal at the two. Like, you got to go for that. I know that you want to have some, but. You want to have some momentum, but you're still down two scores to the field goal. Like you're not going to win the game kicking kicking field goals against the Chiefs. Yeah, I mean the uh, Chiefs did good on defense too. I mean we were talking about Tampa Bay's defense being next level. Chiefs have a pretty damn good defense this year. They held the Stephon Chiefs defense Diggs. was fantastic. Yeah, the, the the one touchdown Buffalo scored in the first half was on that after the the muff punt. So it was a yeah. one yard touchdown drive yeah. and then two field goals. Like that's you know. That's pretty good. Exceptional, ver- especially versus this Bills team. Like, that's a fucking good offense, man. Like, I don't care how you cut it. Only giving up two actual touchdowns to this offense is something. And only giving up 77 yards to Stefan Diggs is really something. Cole Beasley led the squad with 88 yards on seven receptions. So, that's another thing, man. Um, Josh Allen's but their leading coward- rusher. 88 yards for him. Cowardly. Cowardly field goals. They kicked a, a field goal on fourth and goal at the two right before half, and they kicked a field goal on fourth and three at the eight. Yeah, you, you just gotta you gotta go for it against this team. You're not gonna hold them. At best case scenario, you're gonna hold them to a field goal. Like you, you just kicking a field goal and staying even when you're already behind by two scores just isn't gonna work. And uh, the other the Chiefs thing are is too explosive. Ex- the Chiefs are too explosive, but like this wasn't the Chiefs team we saw for the last well however many weeks in a row where they're just kind of no, inking out true. wins. This is their best. Like they took the governor off time. and fucked them up. Like and if that's see like. If you're playing the old Chiefs and they're just kind of keeping it close, like kicking field goals, keeping this game within manage, like a manageable position makes sense. But if you're going to go up against full power uh, Chiefs, no governor, no nothing, you're in big trouble if you're kicking that All many gas, field goals. no breaks. That's right. All yeah. gas, baby. 
All cock, so no that's, balls. Uh, that, there's your Super Bowl matchup. The early <laughs> early line is Chiefs minus three and a half. Okay. Uh, Interesting. And I'm not... I know the Chiefs are now, what, three and eight against the spread their last 11 games. I'm still not going to bet against See, the Chiefs. But this, this is, it goes exactly good. to your point of the conference championship and the Super Bowl being different than what analytics and what the past weeks have shown. Because the Chiefs, like you said, they haven't covered shit for spreads until it's it's nut cutting time. And I, they came out and just beat the, the brakes off of this Bills team. And I, I don't see them putting any sort of governor on their squad with one game on the line, Super Bowl game versus Tom Brady. Like, this is going to be it, man. And I I don't know. My initial perspective is, despite a really great Tampa Bay defense, I this Chiefs offense is just next level, man, when they really go. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I feel like three, three and a half, whatever you said it was, that sounds pretty comfortable for me to take the Chiefs. What about you? Uh, just I, initial I'm, perspective. I'm going to be on the Chiefs. Yeah, right? Uh, I'm sure we'll hear well, actually, what, what Mitch and like Iago says, and there will be some some backing behind his thoughts and logic. But just my initial perspective is Chiefs by minus three and a half. I'll, all day, I feel like that's a comfortable. And it bet. looks like it's down to three. Down to actually, three, beautiful. So yeah, give better. and give a, like another couple weeks for that turf toe on Mahomes to heal up. Like, mm-hmm. all all signs point to a healthy Chiefs team coming in here, primarily mostly healthy coming in here. Well, and, they, the Chiefs did lose their uh, left tackle. Oh, that's uh, quite important. The only, the only, yeah, he had an Achilles, so he will not play in the Super Bowl. He's their only first round. Uh, pick on that offensive line so he's their best player and that's that's a tough spot the sure. the Tampa pass rush is pretty good yeah uh, so that's and you know, Kansu that, and that all those be goals. a big injury yeah mm-hmm. yeah JPP and they got some guys coming off the edge they got some so old we'll guys see. on that's, that that line that are still elite players uh but mm-hmm. you know big names in their prime but still pretty damn big names uh, interesting to see you got any other thoughts on this game? Over... No. I mean, the Chiefs are just, they're explosive. They It was really fun to watch. Despite, despite getting our asses handed to us and our bets, I, I mean, these games were fun to watch, man. Uh, a and lot I mean, of action. Don't forget the Chiefs, basically, they went 14-2, and two, but they wa- they lost in Week 17 without Mahomes. So this is a team that only lost one game all season. And... They're they're loaded, man. They they're experienced. They brought back twenty two or you know twenty one of twenty two starters from last season and shored up the defense uh, for sure. This is a super team. I mean, they're these guys are really good, and and I think they're going to win the Super Bowl. I think so, Again. pretty pretty handily, I would imagine. But it is Tom Brady. You never know, man. That guy could come out and and do all sorts of wild ass shit. So we'll see. Old ass man, That's Tom true. Brady. And How the hell he's been there ten times or whatever you said. I don't know. It's crazy. It's just it's and, you know, unfathomable. Bruce Arians isn't going to kick field goals on fourth and two. <laughs> you can guarantee. Uh, you can guarantee. You know, that. and if if they can make some, so this this seems like one of these games that could be a blowout or it could be a lot know, of action. Could be yeah, right there. a lot of you know, a lot I, of like high stakes plays on fourth down, all sorts of stuff. It should be really fun. Exactly. Yeah, which should be fun. Uh, let's talk about something that wasn't fun. If you're a Conor McGregor fan, Ooh. UFC 257 on Saturday night. Uh, Conor got knocked the fuck out for the first time in his UFC career. I don't know if he's ever been stopped with strikes as uh, before he got to the UFC. He'd only lost what two or th- two times in the UFC. He'd lost to Nate Diaz and lost to uh, Khabib. Both times he had tapped out. 
I guess he got knocked out against Floyd Mayweather, but the, you know that's a whole other. Did you take a, a close look at the picture of his calf afterwards? It's disgusting. No, I didn't see that. It is disgusting. So the whole thing here, the whole strategy here was the guy kicked him in the shin so hard that he barely had a base to work on from for the second round, and that like ended his mobility, made him more vulnerable, and that's when he got his ass knocked out, right? Is that essentially how that played out? Yeah, that was game plan. Poirier, uh, Daniel Daniel Poirier, um, Dustin Poirier. I don't there know you go. Daniel. Dustin Poirier. Dustin Poirier um, just peppered. Conor McGregor with leg kicks and it really hobbled uh, Conor. If you got time today, go search Conor McGregor shin and Google images and look at the first picture or the second picture. It's it's looks disgusting. It looks like he's got elephantitis in his right leg. Like is it just? When there was that clip after the fight where McGregor saw saw him backstage and said, "You broke my leg, you bastard." McGregor's yeah, pretty funny, impressive. Man. He's he's this was something a, about him. Is this just was a really impressive. Enjoyable. Yeah, he's he's got so much swagger. He looked great. I thought he was going to win the fight. Like he looked to be in great shape. He came out. He his striking is so effective. I mean, he's such a big personality, but he's yeah. really fun to watch. He's just so accurate. He's still sort of unorthodox, uh, but Poirier just whipped him. You sent me a he post out, on Instagram. Him. You sent me a post on Instagram mm-hmm. and it showed the two guys getting off their boats and like McGregor's like casually getting off in like his linens on his like private giant yacht and the other guy's getting off and he's like sliding down his ramp because it's wet and he almost falls down. I don't know, man. You know, there's that like classic story of this superstar who's been in the, been in the biz forever at the peak of his game and he comes in overconfident and just gets knocked out by somebody. This kind of had that feel. Uh not that McGregor came in overconfident, but like just that video itself really kind of encapsulated that feel of like he's coming in off of his cush life, making bajillions of dollars every yeah, time he fights. Yeah, that could be. We may see that become the narrative for the next fight. Yeah, which is the the Rocky, uh, what is it, Rocky two, <laughs> or it's rock? It's the Rocky three, Rocky thing. nine. Okay, oh, Rocky three. It's okay. Rocky three where he fights Mister T, where he's like. There's like a band playing, and you know, there's oh, hundreds of they bands really there do every it time up. He's working out, yeah, yeah. And then Mr. T is like in an underground dungeon doing you know body weight exercises, and you know, I could see Connor doing that's that could be the storyline for the big Connor return. But I'll say this when you see a guy get knocked the fuck out like this, which he did, yeah, um, it can change guys. I mean, true, there it seems. There, that's it seems trauma, possible, man. if yeah. not likely, that we've seen the best of Conor McGregor. You uh, think so? You know, he hasn't fought very often. He's he's 32, which still should be in his prime, but, you know, he might be at the back end of his prime now. We he, may never see another run up the, up the top of the card. McGregor did make, and I'm paraphrasing here, but he said something along the lines of activity, like lack of activity, lack of, of action, mm-hmm. plays a role, like you you be if it's taking that long off from fighting, there's just no substitute for it. No amount of sparring can give you a, a fight in whatever prime time, the feel of that. And so, I mean, there is something to that too. I mean, he's talking about how he, he wanted to fight nine times narrative. or something in the next 18 months, right? Yeah, that was all bullshit. He just, but bluffed. yeah, it's, it's all narrative. I mean, and Connor understands that. Yeah. He's than, a showman. Almost any fighter, whenever he loses, He's got a perfect excuse, you know, and I'm not saying that he's a sore loser or something, but 
you know, he's got a storyline that he can push for the next fight. So then the next time he wins, he can say, well, you know, I, I just, I wasn't prepared for the leg see, kicks. my hope is that he and, does fight again because it's just more fun. Like, the, it oh, is I think such we'll see him event. again. You I just do. don't, I don't know if we're going to see him at the top of that division. Uh, the other, the other main event fight was Michael Chandler defeated Dan Hooker. Mm-hmm. Michael Chandler, who much like me went to the University of Missouri, mm-hmm. and much like me fought a Bellator fighter many times. Wow! I, I only did once, but okay. Michael Chandler, Michael Chandler, a three-time uh, champion at in Bellator at the 155 weight. His first UFC fight, he had an impressive knockout of Dan Hooker, the first guy ever to stop Hooker on strikes, and uh, then cut a, like you know a Ric Flair promo saying that it was the best day of his life, <laughs> and that he wants McGregor and he wants. Poirier and he wants because uh, that was before be, the be Poirier fight right guys. yeah yeah it was the the co-main so it was the the fight before right uh he wanted everybody and he made a loud statement so so you think there he's are gonna a get lot of Poirier? exciting we'll see I mean there are a lot of exciting fights at 155 Poirier said after the fight that he doesn't think that that Chandler deserves a shot at him mm. right now mm. um there's a lot of there's a lot of good fights to be made there at that weight class. So we shall see. And, and, but I mean, I, I think generally, you know, we might've seen the, the end of Conor McGregor as being the championship level fighter. I'm and there could so be sure. a third, how there old could is be he? a third fight. Do you know? He's 32. Okay. Okay. He's still got a couple years left of, of prime physical ability, although he's on the tail end of it. Certainly. There's been plenty of fighters who fought later than that into their career, but if you just look at it in terms of pure physical uh, ability, usually that's about where you kind of peak. Uh, thir- early 30s is is kind of the is as good as it gets in terms of recovery and athleticism, that kind of stuff. So we'll see. We shall see for sure. Well, I hope he fights again. You know what else is as good as it gets, Brad? Tell me. This podcast. It was a good podcast episode. It was a great week of sports, man. Yeah, let's get out of here, okay. and uh, we'll be back. We'll be back later. Me I'm play sure Brad I'll find some time. Oh, we'll be back. And uh, check out Mind of Micah. I think you'll really like it this week. We should gear up on some college week. basketball as we enter into March Madness time frame. Pre- hopefully it go. happens. Until next time. Mm, bye-bye. Thanks for listening.